How's everybody doing? Hank Shapiro here on the first episode of Real Life Recruiting. This is Declan McCauley, and on this podcast, we are going to talk about the real-life events of the recruiting process while interviewing four different student-athletes that made their way into the college ranks. Some of these stories that you will hear are not what you see on the internet, on Twitter, on these social media platforms. It's all different stuff. This is the real-life recruiting of students at Westfield High School. So, Declan, where do we start? Hank, you know it. It's episode one. I think we have to start at the beginning. State championship. I'm going to throw a quick question at you to start this. You're walking on the field for warm-ups. You see all these people sitting in the stands at MetLife Stadium. What are you thinking in your mind? I mean, that was one of the greatest experiences of my life, Declan. There's no doubt about that. Running out onto the tunnel. I actually have a funny story about that. When we run out of the tunnel, we all jump and we make a big pile on each other and I was so excited. I jumped so high. I actually fell and cut my finger before the game. Was was it on the left? It left was on hand? the left hand, so right, it wasn't important. as bad. So it's not the, on the throwing hand, but that's important. That it was so nerve wracking and being able to like do that, just cut my finger because I fell and laugh it off, made the experience so much easier for me. And having the town behind me and behind us and like the way the community just kind of came together. I mean, it was really a special day. And I think it was the start of something really special. And I, I completely agree. And I don't know if this was just me, but standing on the sidelines looking across the field at the other team, like I had butterflies and I was definitely nervous. But after the first play, everything was fine and I wasn't nervous anymore. I totally agree with you. And kind of backing off of that, the state championship helped us develop so much as players and leaders. I think that helped us a ton in the recruiting process. So, so like, what are ways that you think it helped you personally? Personally, I mean, just playing on MetLife Stadium and having film on that is really, really important. And also having other kids that are older than us also get recruited is very important because these schools are coming into our school and looking for us because we're the younger kids and we don't have as much experience, but they know we're coming up the ladder. So I think it's really important that we have a really good team our sophomore year because otherwise schools wouldn't be looking at us and we're a small public school in in Westfield, New Jersey. So not many colleges will be looking at us otherwise. So it's great that we got to play in that big stage because it brought a lot more colleges towards us in the beginning stages. I couldn't agree with you more. And also I'd like to add, once we won a state championship, had a ring on our finger, we were able to show coaches that we were winners. And that's one of the number one things a college recruiter looks for in a prospective student athlete is that you are a winner. And that's what your number one goal as an athlete, because those coaches, they're recruiting you to win games. They're not recruiting you Absolutely. to look good or like whatever it may be because you're great. They're recruiting you because they're there to help. They want you to help you win games. That's the bottom line. Absolutely. And another point that I have is because we won that game, it gave almost everyone on that field confidence that they're winners and that they can play with anybody. So us in the recruiting process, having to go up against other kids from other towns and other states, it gave us a lot of confidence because we knew that we were good players and we knew that we could play against anyone else that we had to. Speaking of other players on the field, how about you talk about your brother and how that game helped him so much in his recruiting process? Yeah, so my brother did end up playing Division One football, which was huge for him. And he kind of joined the recruiting process late, which isn't really what me and Hank did, but... So he started the recruiting process at the beginning of his senior year, and he didn't know if he was going to make it Division One. But um, 
that that game definitely helped him because it showed a lot of Division One coaches that he was a winner and that he was one of the leaders on this team that took a team to a state championship. And you know, I don't know if he would have ended up Division One if it wasn't for the state championship. I mean, no one knows how it would have played out, but I definitely think it helped him a lot. Mm-hmm. So when your brother was early in his process, what kind of like tips and tricks that you might have picked up on that he did very early in his recruiting experiences that helped you down the line because he was two years ahead of you. You weren't in his shoes until two years later. So how can you see the way that his recruiting process went and how similar to yours and maybe different? I think the most important aspect of this is creating different connections with coaches. And I made some connections when I was a sophomore in high school with coaches that I would not have made without my brother. And Knowing coaches, because coaches are moving from schools to schools, like that's just, that's the way jobs work. You move from job to job. So coaches are getting hired at bigger schools. And I knew some small D3 coaches that moved up to big D1 schools that still knew my name because of my brother and camps that we went to as young kids. Yeah, I think that's great experiences and ways that your brother helped you in the recruiting process. So now we're going to move on. And after winning that big state championship, Hank, what were some of the showcases and camps that you went to that winter moving into spring? Yeah, so I think a lot of the times with these spring and winter showcases that both you and I attend throughout our recruiting process are very important for the combine aspects of these camps because they do have laser timing for running 40s, uh, the most professional way to broad jump and do vertical leaps. And so that's where I think those camps are actually really good. But in other ways, college coaches don't really care about how you do at these camps or um, what camps you are invited to. It's a lot more of just numbers at those camps and then at their personal camps, which we'll get into at a later time, is what they care about. But these camps really do a great job of getting you ready physically for like speed and agility testings. Perfect. I I love that. Um, Also, something I really want to talk about quickly is we play two different positions. So I'm an offensive lineman, you're a quarterback. And typically the offensive linemen pick up the recruiting process a little bit later. So I know you went to two important camps during those winter, spring seasons. Can you talk about those two? Yeah, absolutely. As a quarterback, I mean, the recruiting process starts right away. And generally, quarterbacks are the first ones offered by colleges, but they're also the first ones to commit. So the process is definitely accelerated for someone who's playing the quarterback position. So one of the first camps that I went to was in January of my sophomore year. It was the U.S. Army All-American Combine. So it is, in fact, related to the All-American game, which you see a lot of players like Trevor Lawrence, Tua Tagovailoa, and Jake Fromm on there. So you'll see those guys. So this is basically like the younger kids version of that, where they just go through a normal camp, which is combine testing and um, How many days drills. is this camp? The camp's one day. So. One day. Basically, I got the invite through one of my dad's uh, colleagues at work, Alex Gleiman. So he used to work for uh, 24-7 Sports, and now he's actually at Rivals.com. And basically, those websites are like what rank like the top kids in America. And since my dad was able to get that connection for me, I was actually able to get an invite to a pretty exclusive camp that I may or may not have gotten. Either way, it doesn't really matter because I ended up there. That's what I was talking about with connections, Hank. Yeah, exactly. 
And so at this camp, I did a good job. I didn't test well. I've never really been a good tester. I'm not the most athletic kid. As I'll, you'll probably hear that a lot of times throughout our podcast experience here, right, Declan? Absolutely. I love <laughs> I love talking about how how I'm faster than Hank. Anyway, if whether that's true or not, I didn't test super well, but I did throw the ball well at that camp. And the camp was split up into half testing, half drills. And so at that camp, I was actually able to meet a quarterback coach from Georgia. His name is Tony Ballard, and he works with a lot of the top guys from the southeast region of the country, and he doesn't really work with a lot of guys from New Jersey, even though he has worked with guys like Jared Guarantano, who's now at the University of Tennessee out of Bergen Catholic High School. Um, so I was able to meet him in, during this camp, and that really – I think that's what actually started my recruitment process because he was able to – invite me down to one of his camps. So his camp was more personally based. It was much smaller. The Army All-American camp probably had like 400 kids, which is a lot. And obviously those aren't the greatest experiences because you don't get the most out of them. But when I was able to go down to Georgia and work with him for three days overnight, stay in a hotel and really work on my craft, I think that's where where I began the recruitment process because at the end he talked to me and he was like, Listen, you got a you got a good arm and like you got intangibles that college coaches like to see. So let's get move forward together and let me see what I can do for you. I've coached guys that are big time programs. Let me see how I can help you. That's awesome. So going off of that story, um, we know that those big camps don't really college coaches don't really pay attention to them. But what we learned later in the process is that there are a lot of lists that get sent to these colleges like all these college coaches and these lists make colleges send out a ton of letters to like athletes that they want to recruit. So just asking you, I know both of us received a ton of letters. What were some of the big time letters that you have received? Yeah. I mean, you, for us, we received a lot of big time letters that from schools that really didn't show interest as we learned later in the process. But I remember the first letter I received, it said, North Carolina football on the top. It was a very small letter. I was like, why are they sending me let a letter? Like, I didn't even send anybody their film. And, like, I must have just been on a list somewhere. Did you get the same letter? I, I don't know if I got North Carolina, but I got a few letters that I just looked at. And I was like, wow. Yeah, so I got that letter. It was basically just a small questionnaire, which put my name in basically their mail distribution list. And I might have – they're probably – that's probably the most mail I've ever received from a college. And – I would say they've showed very limited interest in me as a prospect, but I've also gotten letters from schools like Arkansas, Kentucky, Syracuse, like these big time schools. And I'll be honest, like being a young sophomore, getting letters from these big time schools put lofty expectations on myself. And I really wanted to strive to go to those schools, even even though I didn't really know how much they were interested in me and knew that I was just on a list. Yeah, Absolutely. So I actually have a quick story about one of these letters. Um, Hank, what would you say is the premier football school in the country? I mean, if you think of, like, in this past decade, the best school, probably like Alabama. Exactly. So I was sitting in class, trying to think, seventh period Latin class, my sophomore year, and Coach DeSarno, our high school football coach, knocks on the door. We have a sub. I'm chilling in the back of our room, and – um, he walks in and he just goes, Declan, can I see you for a second? And I was nervous cause he's our assistant principal. So I was thinking, Oh no, I'm in trouble. But I walk over and he takes out a, a big packet and hands me a, hands me a red packet and it says Alabama football on the front. And at that moment I was like, I'm going big time. 
because you like you get a letter from Alabama, that means every school wants you. So I was at that point I was pumped, but I mean I was just put on one of these lists, and then within the next few weeks I was getting Arkansas, like you said, Syracuse, Duke. I was getting big time schools, but after all this happened, like I knew none of them really wanted me because no one really reached out for me on some of these social media platforms that they can reach out to you in. And um, yeah, so after I got that Alabama letter, it definitely boosted my confidence and it led me to start reaching out for a lot more coaches. But like Hank and I said, like these these letters most of the time don't means don't mean anything because there's just lists that are put out there that get sent to these college coaches and they just send mass letters to a ton of people. Declan, I thought you brought up a really good point about social media. How do you think sites like Twitter affect the college recruitment process? Oh, yeah, absolutely. All social media sites matter in recruiting, but Twitter's definitely the most important. The way you perceive yourself on Twitter, any college coach can see. Any college coach can go through your Twitter profile. But also, this is the recruiting platform or the social media platform that these college coaches contact you on. And these are the this is the platform where you post what offers you've received and what schools you're looking at and what schools are looking at you and all this stuff. And I think Twitter's probably one of the most important aspects in college football recruiting. Yeah, I think that's a good point because as we interview more people down the line in these episodes, football relies a ton on Twitter. Yeah. I know that, but like honestly, I don't I don't know how girls soccer recruits. I don't know how girls lacrosse recruits. I don't know how boys lacrosse recruits. So it's tough for me to to say that they use Twitter, but I guess we'll see in some of the future episodes. Yeah, So, but for us, I know Twitter. I mean, I must have sent – I mean, I could look through my phone right now. I've sent probably hundreds of messages to college coaches, and basically it was just like, hey, my name's Hank Shapiro. I'm a class of 2020. Here's my height and weight. Here's my GPA. Here's my film. Please reach out. Like – and I must have sent that to, I don't know, any coach that ever sent me a letter, reached out to me, followed me. I just, any way possible to reach out to these coaches, I think that's probably the most effective way because that's how you build relationships. Yeah, no, it's really, really important. And like I said, relationships from before, you, you're following coaches on Twitter from your sophomore year. And one could have been at a small D3 school and you look at their profile now and they're coaching at a Rutgers or a... UNC or a BC. Perfect example. I mean, I know a coach from Richmond that recruited both me and Declan. He was a special teams coordinator there. And now he's a defensive coach at the University of Nebraska, one of the premier Big Ten schools in the country. Which exactly. It's like, I think connections, it's a lot of who you know, not what you know in the recruiting process, which is the same in a lot of things in life. Yeah, no, absolutely. So Twitter, I mean, it's the, the the whole platform of Twitter is really important because it gets news out quick and it, you, you could show everyone, like you could post videos of you doing drills, you can post if you went to a camp, you could post if you're visiting a school, you also post what schools sent you letters and stuff. So it also keeps coaches on their toes when they see a letter was sent to you because they're like, oh, that school is recruiting him. Why, why can't we recruit him? So it's a really it's it's tough on both sides. Coaches are kept on their heels, so are kids, because kids also look through Twitter and they see someone got an offer from this school and they think they should have got received an offer first. And I mean, I know as a quarterback, I'm sure that's tough for you. Oh, it's really tough. I mean, we see it all the time as a quarterback, and I've talked to people about it too. Like we've thrown with these guys at camps, we've seen their film, and 
they get an offer or a letter from a school that you're really interested in, that hurts because you'd be like, I'm better than this kid. Like, I've seen him throw in person. Like, there's no way. And, like, it's just what college coaches see. And it's, like, not what you believe. And, obviously, you're a little personally biased because you're rooting for yourself. But it's really, really tough for kids on this process if you don't really have blinders on this. Like, can you talk to that a little bit? Yeah, no, absolutely. And, like, yeah, the, I mean, the blinders thing, like, you're looking on Twitter and you see someone gets an offer and you're like, oh, that stinks. But sometimes you just got to you, – you can't talk about it again. You just have to work harder and you need to get that offer for yourself, which is also great about Twitter because you see someone gets an offer and you're like, you know what, I guess I need to work harder and you work harder. So I think Twitter is the most important part of recruiting just because it it shows you – it shows coaches – who you're getting recruited by shows coaches who you really are, and it's just important for offers, uh, communication, and everything like that. Yeah, speaking of communication through Twitter, I know a lot of coaches send out camp invitations to their own personal camps, which is we're, we're going to talk about a ton in the next episode. But how do you think regarding camps during this winter-spring season, how do we as multi-sport athletes prepare for really grueling camps when we're not really in season that's 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 a tough question because i know there are some camps in the winter and some camps in the spring and we both play basketball in the winter and basketball is completely different than football you you got to be in a different kind of shape so we i mean as kids like i know we've worked with separate trainers during the winter seasons just to try to stay in football shape and keep up our technique and things like that. But I know you play lacrosse in the spring, right? Yeah. And I I, tra- I I quit lacrosse in eighth grade and decided to do track. And I think that's helped me a ton because I do a lot of footwork training and a lot of weightlift training with track. And I think that's helped me at these camps because I can keep in football shape while maintaining my strength and all of that different things. How does lacrosse – does lacrosse help you in any way? Um, I've always loved playing multiple sports. And I think – in football, what I do in football as a quarterback, moving like in a pocket in a very small area, and you only run for at most like five seconds every single play. I think being in different types of athletic shape, like for basketball and lacrosse, has helped me a ton. And also, in all these summer camps that we ended up we ended up going to, there's a lot of different movement drills, and they want coaches really like to see how you move as a person and what kind of athlete you are. And absolutely playing basketball and lacrosse. Those are way different movements than football, and coaches really do care about that because they want the not necessarily the best player, but they sometimes they want the best athlete because they Absolutely. think they're the best coach in the world, and they can develop you into any player you want as long as you're a good enough athlete. Yeah. So I think a lot of that helped me for different like movements and different type of skill set, and also taught me how to lead different types of kids because the football team in your high school saves rem- like kind of the same throughout your four years, but basketball and lacrosse, there's completely different types of kids. So being able to lead different types of kids, I think that shows college coaches that like you're very multidimensional and you're that would make you a good recruit. Absolutely. And going off of the athletic part, I've seen college coaches offer basketball players that have never stepped foot on a football field just purely based on their size and their athleticism. For example, there's two tight ends in the NFL right now. Rico Gathers and Mo Ali Cox, I believe, they both played college basketball. One at Baylor, one at VCU, and they're both starting 
Then they're both starting tight ends. Sorry, I just broke my chair there. Sorry, that's my bad. Keep, yeah, keep I just down. snapped the chair, but I mean, it's all right. Yeah, so so to keep going, uh, Moelle Cox and Rico Gathers, both are starting on NFL teams as tight ends when they had never stepped on a football field before the NFL. And I mean, the, the NFL is the premier league in the world for athletes like this. And just taking a player who's never stepped on a football field just shows what other sports mean to coaches. Yeah, coaches really just want to see athletes. and But, like, for me and you, we're talking real-life recruiting process. We aren't those athletes. Plain and simple. We, I know. I know. We're not. <laughs> we're not those athletes. But, anyway, I think that was an awesome first episode for me, you, and Declan. And next week we're going to come back with an awesome interview. And I think that was awesome. What do you think? Awesome. That was a great, was a great first episode. And get ready for more interviews in the next few episodes. Talk about different sports and how, how these players – really reacted to their recruiting processes and see how they're different from me and Hanks. Real Life Recruiting, signing out.